Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, snap judgment. E-Man brings the case against his wife, Cassie. When Cassie turned 38, E-Man helped her with a photo shoot. She asked him to edit the photo in Photoshop. But when he finished the task, she decided to post the unedited version on her social media. E-Man says that Cassie took advantage of his free labor. Who's right, who's wrong, only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. Something's definitely going on down there. Active is pinging back something really big. It's huge and it's coming right up underneath us. Where? It's everywhere. There, starboard bow. Look at that. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, please swear them in. Eman and Cassie, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God or whatever. Yes, I do. Or whatever. Mm. 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 KG. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling despite the fact that he does not appear in photographs like some kind of invisible man? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Everyone sees my floating bandages and sunglasses. I don't know why it's a problem. <laughs> Frankly, it's the best version of me. <laughs> nothing to worry about. Just a bandaged sunglasses, man. That's right. And nothing else. Just a floating mm-hmm. head. Floating yeah. bandaged head, sunglasses, and a floating bottle of Malort. Mm-hmm. But do you ever feel invisible? Not often enough, Cassie. Mm. <laughs> I wish I could apply the incredible... Zoom teleconferencing invention of hide self view to my whole life. I'm sick of it. In fact, you know what? I have to. I'm I'm turning off hide self view now, so I can look at all of you. There. Oh, look! You're all a little bit bigger now that I've made that adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> Reading from top to bottom, I say hello to litigant Eman. I say hello to litigant Cassie. Bailiff Jesse Thorne. It's lovely to see you again. And then there's producer Jennifer Marmer down there at the bottom. How are you all? Good. Good. You may be seated. For an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors, can you name the piece of culture that I referenced when I entered this fake internet courtroom? E-Man, uh, I'm reading from top to bottom. You happen to be up top. You go first. What's your guess? I'm going to say Godzilla is the only thing that I could think of. That's what came to mind. Godzilla. You know what, E-Man? I'm not saying where you're right or wrong, but you're not correct, but that's actually in the zone. I like it. I like that guess. I mean, I've been in kaiju mode for like... A while now. Right. It's just on my mind a lot. Right. So, yeah. I, I could I could tell because when I logged in, you you manifested it as a spinning turtle shell with flames coming out the holes. <laughs> Hide you mode. I'm glad you picked that up. Yeah. Well, it was hard, hard to miss. Cassie, what is your guess? Oh, man. In the vein of Godzilla. Um... Well, let me put it to you this way. You're not going to win. No one will. No one ever does. <laughs> So pressure's off, too. I'll give you a hint. It's not actually a kaiju, but it is a movie. It is a movie. You want to hear it again? Because this yes. is one of the most famous yes. famous lines in cinema. Okay. Something's definitely going on down there. Active is pinging back something really big. It's huge, and it's coming up right underneath us. Where? It's everywhere. There. Starboard bow. There. Look. Look. That sounds very kaiju-y, doesn't it, E-Man? It does. Uh... I'll give you one more hint. You ready for this? Sure, yes. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, do you have this one? I think I have it, but I could be wrong. Here's the hint. Bananas. Wow, that doesn't help at all. Oh, it's Chris Elliott on David Letterman. (laughs) 
as Marlon Brando. <laughs> Jesse, you are closest of all. All right, Cassie. Um, uh, I don't know. King Kong. All right, I said that it wasn't a kaiju. I know. <laughs> I guess technically King Kong is not a kaiju, unless it's unless it's King Kong versus Godzilla. Do mammals count as kaijus? Well, King Kong is not a, a, not part of the the you know Japanese monster movie universe originally. So mm-hmm. I would say, okay, you're right that King Kong is not a kaiju. Do not send me letters, anybody, <laughs> Elliot Kalen. <laughs> but you are wrong, as used in the sentence. All guesses are wrong. Including Jesse Thorne's, though he was so close. It is Chris Elliott in the movie The Abyss. That's right, James Cameron's oh, The Abyss. It was there. The weird comedic genius of Chris Elliott, as he was hitting it large in the 1980s, he was cast in some movies. As you know, this is what I've aspired my whole acting career towards: being cast as non-comedic roles in serious movies where people just go like, "Why is he there?" Chris Elliott was in two of them. He was in Michael Mann's Manhunter as an FBI agent chasing a serial killer very seriously. And then also in The Abyss, James Cameron's The Abyss as Bendix, the guy on the ship looking into a thing to see that something's coming up underneath the ship. I want you to understand that I am committed to this podcast. I'm committed to justice. I remembered that he was in The Abyss. When was the last time I saw The Abyss? Then. (laughs) Is it good? Probably. Did I have to subscribe to stars especially to get that quote for you? Yes, you both owe me $8.99. One for this month, one for next month when I forget to cancel. Jennifer Marmer, did we stretch this out long enough? Because what's the case? E-Man, Cassie, the case is that, Cassie, you had a, you did a photo shoot. You asked E-Man to edit it for you. He did it. You decided not to use it. You posted the original. E-Man's suing you for damages. Because E-Man, you're a professional photographer. No, not in the least. Are you a professional photo editor? Uh, nope, not that either. No, right. So uh, yeah. you don't make money doing this? No. Okay. No, no, no. Let's talk about something else then. You win, okay. Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! No, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. I'm going to give well, you, that- man, a chance to change my mind. But I forgot, I forgot for a second, before we go on to this uh, case that I think I've already decided, <laughs> yeah. uh, I forgot to explain why I quoted Chris Elliott in the abyss. Quickly, E-Man, Cassie, any guesses? I have Quickly. no idea. No. I was right, trying to mull it over. Yeah, you were mulling it. Yeah, mulling hard. Because it does have something to do with this case. Does the name Tom... Cassie, I take it you, you don't know this one? Um, I'm, I'm thinking hard, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a little more. Okay. Does the name Thomas Knoll, K-N-O-L-L, mean anything to you? Or John Knoll, K-N-O-L-L? Uh, No. They're the brothers who, in 1987, co-created Photoshop. Oh. Uh, Thomas Knoll was a PhD candidate at uh, the University of Michigan there in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and was was frustrated that his that his Mac couldn't uh, display grayscale images. So he created a some software to to uh, to adjust those images, and that was the birth of Photoshop. And he showed his software and developed it through showing it to his brother Thomas Knoll who worked at the time at Industrial Light and Magic and was working on a movie called The Abyss and realized that he could use this software to uh, stitch together photos, background photos, to create a 3D background static set for one of the early big CGI moves in cinema, which was in The Abyss when that water tentacle comes up and 
turns into a face, the abyss. First movie, they say, to use Photoshop in its development. There you go. History of cinema for you. This isn't blank check. This is Judge John Hodgman. E-Man, what's your beef? I I think they summed it up already, but I'm going to give you a chance to briefly tell us your point of view. Well, uh, so no, I'm not a professional, but had I been at least credited for even taking the photo, maybe that would have been my big break because Cassie's got quite a few followers. So tell me about the photo shoot before you start claiming IP theft. Okay, sure. So it was taken in our living room. Mm-hmm. And uh, photo of whom? Of Cassie, she was okay. the subject. And what was the what was the what was the the purpose of the photo shoot? What was it commemorating? What was going on? New headshots, a new uh, record album. <laughs> um, we were commemorating Cassie's thirty eighth birthday oh. um, with a great idea that she had of uh, similar to how you would take a photo of any uh, newborn on their birthday. It was. Uh, on the floor with a blanket and a sign that said, uh, I'm 400 and uh, Cassie might have, I need your help here because I, I don't remember the math. I'm Really well prepared years. case because you sent in this evidence. I'm looking okay. at the photo. Yes. I'm 456 months old. That's it. Yes. 456 yes. months old. Right. Um, great idea. I was on board. So instead of a baby lying on a, a, a quilt or a blankie, smiling as babies can be tempted to do from time to time with beef jerky i believe babies love beef jerky <laughs> yeah That's just put peanut butter it. in their mouths right <laughs> and a sign that says i'm nine months old hooray or whatever it is this is grown-up cassie lying on a quilt i'm 456 months old with her foot in her mouth to look like a baby and Eman, this was her creative yes had you created the brief or did she, this is all hers? All her brief, all her idea entirely. I was just the, the I was just lifting heavy stuff. It's a hilarious photo. And Eman, I'm going to give this to you. It's a well-taken photograph. Thank you. And of course, it's available on our show page at MaximumFun.org, Judge John Hodgman show page, as well as on our Instagram at Judge John Hodgman. Do we have that permission, Cassie? Uh, Sure. <laughs> Are you in doubt that you own the IP? Who's the rights holder? I would say that it's mine, and I'm giving you permission to to post that. It's a very funny idea. Thank you. A. <laughs> it's a very funny execution. And whose idea was it for you to put your toes in your mouth like a like a baby? Uh, that was mine. I was I was yeah. just trying some things out, and uh, it just felt right. <laughs> you just got into that baby mindset. <laughs> I well, guess so. Yeah. What other um, baby things did you uh, did you try out? Uh, <laughs> did you audition any? Uh, you know, I I don't really remember. Uh, any spitting up? Did you audition any? Uh, there was ups? there was probably drooling, but not so much yeah. spitting up. Um, so the right thing. Yeah, I, I think we we started to try that and realized that the picture, the whole feel of the picture changed completely. Interesting cho- <laughs> with the spitting up. choice of words. We we started to try that. Well, I was I was definitely like there. not there. silent. Yeah, I was present. I was for sh- I had to direct at least some some part of it because I was behind the camera. Right, um, right. Mostly agreeing. R- right, um, but you and were doing showing. Like, you were like going yes, yes, work, exactly. yes. Oh, exactly. look here now. Yes, gorgeous. I love it. Yeah, perfect. Was, right. Who was operating the the giant uh, the giant wind machine? Um, that was one of the our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
they were and what uh, I don't know I'm I'm not in showbiz so I don't know what those like big things are that they use to reflect the lights but we had a yeah I think they're that. big things I don't know yeah. ask Chris Elliott he's been in the movies <laughs> whose idea was it to pose on top of this quilt full of kittens not live kittens the print on it is kittens <laughs> that would be mine yeah that's your kitten blankie yes yes fantastic who wrote on the little card next to your head I'm 456 months old. That would also be me, Judge. Who, who did the math? That is out? also me. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm, I'm the one doing math here. No, no, I understand. I'm just saying yeah. in this particular piece yeah. of intellectual property. Okay. And and Cassie, do you acknowledge that uh, that E-Man was there taking the photo? Uh, he he was there, but I but was he really present, Come you know? Um, well, let me ask you this question. So I see two versions of the photo here. These are just two iterations, right? Is one the edited version, one non- the non-edited version? I don't have the edited version. Okay, so the the thing that you're claiming was this irreplaceable piece of IP that you deserve credit and money for, you don't have. I sp- may have spitefully deleted it in a blind rage. No, but what I, I actually am a spite delete is very common. Well, if you check if you check the post, I'm not even credited as the photographer. So the bare minimum of crediting for involvement at all which is the the like i i argue that the picture could not have been taken without me i, think that's, ho- I think that's probably true so i think the, that's probably true at the very presuming least, that your camera doesn't have a self-timer and you cassie couldn't have made a cassette recording of her voice saying good good great <laughs> i love it work bail of jesse thorne cassie has acknowledged that E-Man was definitely in the room and E-Man definitely snapped the snap, right, Cassie? Uh, yes. Um, was but it a special I, kind of camera or was it a, just a phone camera or what? No, it was, it was a, 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 a I'm not going to, I'm caught. You can I, say it. Well, I listen to the show and I know, I know better than the, I don't start care throwing out. Oh, okay. We're past look, that. What's like, you a, know what we've been through over the course of the show? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. well, it's like a Nikon P1000, like, DSLR, heavy duty, real camera, like a and that's, not just a that's camera. Nikon P1000. Are you confident that's not something you just made up? I did. I I'm not. I'm never confident that things come out of my mouth are just like things I just conjured up from from some loose memory. But I'm certain that that's what it is. That's a real photo. That's a that's real a camera. Real I have camera, to tell you, yeah. Cassie. I just looked it up. Okay. That is a real camera. That is a real pro camera. I'm looking at the price, uh, even on sale today. A federal holiday, the one on which we're recording. That's a top. That's a top dollar cam. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's something you use. You're more than a hobbyist. Uh. Or a, 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 a you know what I mean. Yeah. You're well, not a professional, but you're you're more right. than a a, a point and clicker. I did. I did go to school for photography, and then realized that I uh, my calling was in other things. So. What is your calling? Well, I'm currently in school for computer science. So computer science. Yes. Right. So uh, the uh, video games are my jam. And so I'm hoping they're like, can I press mark on myself and say that I'm looking for work at the moment? I have one. I don't think your dog wants you to. Yeah. So she's, she wants <laughs> she's me like, home at all too- times. No, I think she's like, this is going, you're going too far. You man you can't buzz market yourself. <laughs> I was a hundred percent certain judge Hodgman that when you asked him what his calling was, he said, Oh, I'm a nun. <laughs> 
I took the thing off. No, he's into video games, so his calling is of duty. Yes. Goodbye forever. I retire. That's it. End of the show. End of the program. (laughs) Have that dog bark at me. Chase me off the set. Goodbye. What's your dog's name? Um, We just call her Schnau. She's a Schnauzer. You didn't bother to name her? Well, her given name is Sabrina, but uh, I'm not a huge fan. It's a little bit too human. I like Schnau. It's Sabrina after Cerberus, the the guardian of hell, um, because she's constantly guarding his desk area. Um, So that's where Sabrina came from. Um, It's more Cerberina. Yeah, 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 yeah. This sounds like a real case, actually. Should we dispute this one instead? Oh, we could do I'm that, too. Happy to. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get to name the dog, Cassie? Uh, oh, I well, we kind of uh, came came to the conclusion uh, as a family because uh, everyone's been been bit by the dog. So it seemed like the wow. <laughs> the the most uh, uh, like a effective name for the for the dog. Um, Who are the other stakeholders in this decision? Uh, three children. Um, right. So, uh, uh, I got we, you. yeah. So, Eman, what would you have named the dog since you were obviously outvoted by your children and Cassie? Um, she kind of looks like a hyena. So, the, the sorry, the hyena in um, Lion King's name is Shenzi. And I was pretty partial to that name. I like that name, Shenzi. Do you feel that you are often being erased by your family? That your history of contribution to this family is erased. You don't get credit. Your dog name <laughs> suggestions get overruled. And even the dog is mad at you all the time. Even the dog tries to speak over you. Not just me. <laughs> yeah, I, I accept that my autonomy is relinquished, which is why I'm so obsessed with virtual worlds where I have total control. Trying to disappear into your games. Everybody in my games does exactly what I program them to do. Unlike real yeah. life. Cassie, you're about to lose your husband into the to the game grid, Tron style. That, that's fine. We go into game world. I've accepted Whoa. it. So wow, um. what is Cassie? What is your calling? Uh, I um, used to be a writer, and mm-hmm. uh, in the 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 before times, was ran a karaoke company in Brooklyn, and then we moved Ooh. upstate, and uh, now I'm kind of figuring stuff out and selling vintage things and just stupid. It's, things that I make. Um, Going to graduate school for nunnery. <laughs> that too. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, a tough, tough road to hoe. I realize that calling is a, is a big word. I didn't mean to intimidate either of you. I mean, by calling, I just mean like, what do you do between dawn and dusk that makes you feel slightly alive and kills all these final hours that we have here together? Um, I sell make old, stuff. Sell old junk. Yeah. Well, I, I sell junk, but I also make stuff. So I make puppets that look like people. I could paint or fabricate kind of anything. So uh, I think the big thing last week was we had let our yard grow um, for no mow May, which is where you have your grass grow for pollinators and just don't mow it for a month. It was getting to be kind of extreme. So um, I was going to take care of it, but then I realized I could do a crop circle. So um, I took some time to, to carve, um, I want to believe in the the grass and the side yard. And um, so mostly just things for my own amusement is what my calling is. And how much of that project do you want, E-Man? How much credit do you want for that uh, prop circle project? Well, Uh maybe not 100%, but when we first got here, I I was the grass mower 
and I was criticized for initially not mowing the lawn in, I guess, whatever the traditional way of mowing a lawn is, which is like line by line. I was kind of doing circle stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying I have you feel anything like it was your to do idea with this originally. project. I, I, I would say I, I'm, I'm an inspiration more than I get credit for. What you were originally criticized for, your unorthodox circle, circle weavy style of grass mowing is, is now being used as inspiration for Cassie's art project. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go with, yeah. That is a bold statement. (laughs) Yeah. Seems like a statement of fact to me. Statement of fact to me. Wow. The tides have really turned here. (laughs) This is some, well, I'm getting some, I'm getting some very interesting background. (laughs) Trying to see where this comes from. Trying Mm -hmm. to find that crux. But uh, every, every other part of it, as far as the, uh, like, the signature, the writing of it and the execution I had nothing to do with that. I kind of just saw it afterwards, laughed. And I will add that Cassie said she makes dumb stuff. I would disagree. I think the stuff she makes are has universal appeal and it'd be foolish not to like totally enjoy. Yeah, I don't know why you're running it down, Cassie. Seems like you are both living a, a dreamy life. Seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I I do kind of have to, yeah, have to be kind of grateful sometimes. Things are pretty cool. Let's take a quick recess. We'll be back in just a moment on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash Join and you can join them by going to maximumfun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, 
from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get back to this photo then and see if we can solve this issue. And then right. we'll resolve all the other issues in your life <laughs> okay. uh, and what time we have remaining. So these two photos that I'm looking at, they're two different poses from the same photo shoot. But if I understand correctly, Eman, neither of them is the edited one. These are both unedited. Correct. Um, and what... Go ahead. Well, I was gonna. I was going to supply you with the link to the actual posts, which I think. I know that you want me to like the post. No, I will look no, at the post. No, <laughs> I understand this whole thing is this incredibly elaborate trick to get me to go look at your social media feed and like this post. <laughs> I worked so hard to try and layer my real intentions. No, it's really not that. I just want to. I want to be on the same page as well. It's not even my. My social media, I'm not a big, you know. Don't worry. Everyone will go look at this picture. Don't worry. <laughs> so neither of these are edited. Eman, what were you asked to do vis-a-vis -vis editing this photo? Because these look pretty good to me as is. What yeah. were you asked to do? Well, some simple cropping mm -hmm. uh, to get rid of the parts of the photo that are like not cute cats and, and the sign. Right. Uh, I was asked to make the sign kind of like stand out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then there's a slight green tinge over Cassie's left shoulder that's coming from a lamp that we have in the living room. I was asked mm -hmm. to like color correct that so that it doesn't look like there's this like green light coming in on her eyes for reflecting the glasses and sure. the blanket. And how long would you say this took you to do? Five, nine days? What? Probably like two hours. Two hours. Two hours of cro cropping and color correcting and a little sizzle on the on the sign that says I'm 456 months old. That's right. And Cassie, when you received the edited one, you decided to go ahead and use the original Y. Uh, it wasn't good. Um, oh, it was okay. like uh, out of focus. And then the, the color correction was um, off. So it was like partially green, but in like an alien kind of way. Um, so I was hoping that you someone know you that could have it... won this, you know, you probably could have won this case without being hurtful. Um... <laughs> I'd rather just get in there. You could have simply said, he did a great job, but when I when I got back, when I looked at them both, I don't know, something just spoke to me about the unedited one. That was fine. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It made me look like an alien. Bad, cro <laughs> bad cropping. My husband's a bad cropper. That's harsh. Just That's harsh. nothing good about it. Um, oh, but, wow. So part of, part of the thing here and part of what um, my defense would be is that 
Eman has a, uh, a a long history of taking really unflattering photos when I am mm. specifically asking, please take a nice picture because mm. uh, like a thing happens when you're like an adult with kids where like all the photos end up being taken by a child. They're from the position of someone that's three feet tall. So it's yep. all like double chin, super unflattering. So, I, like, I occasionally want a nice photo to remind myself that I'm a human being and not just, like, sure. a provider of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And mm -hmm. uh, so um, my uh, exhibits A and B mm -hmm. would be mm -hmm. um, some photos that were sent to you. Uh, the first one being yes. uh, pictures from when we first started dating. So we'd been dating yeah. maybe, like, three months, and it was New Year's Eve, and we were going out on the town, and I had a uh, 1978 AMC Gremlin that I was really super duper proud Whoa. of. I just opened the, these photos, and boy, did you. <laughs> that is one beautiful Gremlin. Wow. Uh, it was in perfect condition. It came out of a garage. It was- I don't love that you're talking about it in the past tense. I don't want to know what happened to this Gremlin. <laughs> Did Sabrina eat this car or something? <laughs> no. Well, it was when we we inherited children. Uh, so, um, like, uh, when we got the kids, we had had the car for um, about, like, a year and a half. And then it just became kind of unpractical because the safety measures in 1978 are not the same as as they yeah. are in in modern day. So I don't think they had seat belts then. I think they had seat strings. <laughs> yeah, a lot of exhaust too and yeah. um like That's what they have the red rope for in the Mirthmobile in Wayne's World. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. the license plate was Mr. Big with 3 Gs. Um, Look at that. Uh so like I was super psyched about this car and I just wanted like a like a hot lady on a Corvette type photo taken of myself and instead the only photos from that night are these weird sideways ones that E-Man took and that is the memory of that New Year's Eve uh, so like slightly unflattering from the perspective of um, maybe like a toddler and uh, well there's a low there's a low one definitely where it's like E-Man you must have been sort of like kneeling on the curb yeah I had to I had to work for that one right just throw yeah. that in there you know, but I'm going to say something about this. Where was this taken? In bed where we used to In live. In bed yeah. Where you had your gremlin, you parked it on the street? Yeah. <laughs> this is during your karaoke days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a life. Now, I'm looking at these photos, and I'm going to tell you something. These are hot photos. These are good. <laughs> Sorry, Cassie. <laughs> these are good photos. In particular, the one that is from the point of view of a toddler. Well, I'm looking at the one, the one that is lowest to the ground, the camera is lowest to the ground, and you're on the hood of that gremlin with that Mr. Big, B-I-G-G, -G, Mr. B I didn't even, it just hit me. You had said it earlier. It's Mr. Big, but it's B-I-666. <laughs> this is an incredible album cover. And and also, I, I took the photos knowing that if if necessary, I could edit them later. So if there was... Those are totally no. That's I yeah. always. That's how I always take any photo. I'm always. You knew that. that later you could add, for example, focus, which was <laughs> missing from a number of these. Well, you got to take quite a few. I mean, you said that there are two, but there's one in particular. I think it's good. It's good. I'm looking at photo two o one six one two three one underscore two two o four two two four o one nine dot jpg. 
which by the way is now the name of your band <laughs> for this album. It's just all keyboards, 100%. Yeah. See you at Solid Sound in two years. I know that you don't, lo- you, don't, you don't love these photos, I understand, but I'm telling you it's pretty good. This is not evidence is working in your favor. Cassie looks like in photo 206-16-12-31 underscore 224019.jpg. Cassie does have a look on her face like, oh, we're taking this picture? <laughs> it's not really a come hither stare. It's more of like go thither. Well, like Cassie said, this was when we first started dating. And I mean, a lot of, yeah, there's a real look of, now, there's a real so. look of distrust. Though. Yeah. But a real look of like, I don't know about, I don't know about this guy. I don't know about this photo. And obviously the suspicion lingers. Still don't know. Do you, Cassie? <laughs> no, not, not really, not sold on it. Look, um, I, 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 uh, I never promised to be a photog- the best photographer that you would have till death do his part. That, that wasn't anywhere in our vows. What are you trying to prove, Cassie, that he takes crummy photos? Because look, obviously these are just snaps. And you know what? Maybe it's out of focus because his hands are shaking because he's very excited to be on this date with this beautiful person with this cool car. What a wingman. Well, uh, let's let's take a look at Exhibit B. So uh, Exhibit B is uh, a, a photo at the, the lake that we live at. Um, and it was mm-hmm. taken two years ago. And this is the lake where you live at now. Yes. yes. Yeah. Upstate New York, Lake Karaoke. Yes. Uh, <laughs> lake Seneca. Yeah. So. Um, OK. So. Uh, uh, I asked E-Man to take some pictures, and the the one that's there is the best one he managed to take, where, um, I don't know if it's in front of you, but you'll notice it looks like I don't have a lower half of my body. This is you, the, the one of you lying on the on the yellow towel. Yes. And it's clearly some kind of vintage towel because it's got some kind of embroidery on it. Is it something that was stolen from a, a 1965 motel on Route 66 or something? Could be. <laughs> I'm feeling your vibe. I've got a sense of your vibe, Cassie, and I want you know. I want you to know I like it. Thank you, John. You know what else? I like this photo too. I get it. I get it. We don't like the photos that we're in all the time, but I, I don't know what you're proving here that that he can't take a photograph. Well, when she when she pointed out the lower half. Oh, now, yeah. Now that you pointed out that it looks like you can't unsee it now. <laughs> looks like your legs end at your knees. Yeah. Okay. I see it now. It's like an optical illusion almost. Now yeah. it's the only thing I can see. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. the the shadows also uh, from the trees look like there's a lot of bruising happening. So not only am I missing, you know, am I missing my legs from the knee down, but uh, there's also a tremendous amount of trauma that's happened to cause that. So um, it's like a hot post shark bite picture. Well, now I like it again. <laughs> As a native Californian, I look at this picture and all I can see is that apparently in the Northeast, when people lay out and relax on towels, it's on piles of rocks and plants. Oh, yes, hell. <laughs> that can that can be, I can attest to that. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And I will also say now that I'm looking at this a little bit more closely, uh, there are people in the background. It is not framed particularly well. If you look to the left of Cassie's head, there's someone with a mountain bike kind of standing there looking at their phone. Oh, yeah, probably. It's not the natural splendor that you were looking for. Yeah, there's a lot of teens and hoodlums that hang hang at uh, the this um, weird underpass beach area in our town. Then there's a photo of you wearing a, a, a cool blue speed suit on a dirt road holding some 
husked corn and something else. What's that one? That's my evidence for a good photo. And uh, when asked to, like, this is a common thing, you know, like sometimes taking pictures of each other, you know, we, we will do that from time to time. And I, sure, I don't always nail it, but I submitted that one as evidence that I can take a good photo. And that one was, by the way, also used, also not credited for. Do you agree that that's a good photo, Cassie? I do. But I, I would also like to say that, like, when you're married, what is credit, really? You, you're united as one, okay. one entity. Uh, of- <laughs> look, it's not the way I live my life, but there there you know lots of lots of married couples do keep separate finances mm-hmm. and separate property legally i don't see it that way is that how you organize your life it's starting to sound like <laughs> i wasn't it wasn't before but you are legally married in the state of new york yes. yes i mean i understand when you're a cool young couple living on the shores of lake karaoke new york making your making your human shaped puppets and coming up with cool names for your dog and lying on retro towels by the lake, that you don't need a piece of paper to prove your love for each other. I know you're beyond all that. But do you have a legal piece of paper that says that you are you are married? We yes. do, yeah. All right. It's in and this then, file. And do you share a bank account? No. No. <laughs> oh. But there's not there's not I mean at present. We keep separate bank accounts, but it's not legally separated. Yeah, like we do share finances. Uh, it's it's requirement for surviving. Okay. Cassie, why is it important for you to not merely deny E-Man credit on your social media when you post photos that he took, but also then to go on a podcast and say he's very bad at what he does in the photo taking department? Uh, hmm. Well, uh, when you put it that way, it sounds really bad, John. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're you're sharing all of these photos that are not particular. I mean, you're trying to prove that he's a bad photographer. Mm-hmm. I mean, all E-Man is saying is, I want some credit for the time I spent editing this photo. And you're saying he doesn't deserve credit because even though I asked him to take these photos over the years from the beginning of our marriage until now, he takes bad ones. Bad photo taker, bad cropper. So th- with the original photo, my one ask, it was for my birthday was for him to take a nice picture of me. And that's all I wanted for my birthday. Didn't want a present, didn't want anything. It was just that. And then instead it turned into this ordeal where he's standing on like a ladder and turning on all the lights in the living room and, you know, kids are holding lights. And um, and then still came out weird. And then the Photoshop was worse. So I, I had been hoping for... I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I felt that maybe like being that it was my birthday, that that would like uh, exclude me having to post uh, credit to. But this torturous photo shoot that you're describing, this is the I am 400 and however many months old yes, photo shoot. I'm 456 months old. Did he tell you to put your toes in your mouth? No, that was me. No, that was you. I, this, I thought that this was fun. I thought you had fun making this photo, but now it's a. It's something that E-Man made you do? Did I misunderstand something? No, uh, you do have a point. You have a point. I thought this is a concept photo. This is not just a nice photo. This is a concept photo. Mm-hmm. Did you pitch the concept or no? I did. Okay. E-Man, when the photo was posted to Cassie's social media by Cassie or Cassie's social media manager, I don't know who that might be, probably Sabrina the dog, <laughs> you received zero credit. Not merely 
did you not get credit for the Photoshop? The Photoshop wasn't used. Right. That probably made you feel a way. And then you, you were not mentioned at all as the photographer, correct? Correct. Okay. How did all of those things make you feel? Well, uh, the Photoshop not being used was the first sting. It was the first blow. And then mm. not being credited was what inspired me to contact the court. And now, yeah. and this is on me. You contacted the court two years ago. Yes. Well, this is not on you. This no, is it on is. Me. It actually is on me because I thought that there was no reply. And I mean, well, that's yeah. on me. That's on me. Okay. That one's, it just slipped through the cracks. It did. I yeah. apologize yeah. to no both problem. of you. And especially to Sabrina the dog. Don't bark at me. But here it is two years later. It still is in your craw. Tell me why. Well, um, as I think the recurring theme here is I'll, uh, there's, there's lack of credit for uh, even an insignificant thing. Just a little bit of a, of a acknowledgement of like uh, the effort that I put in uh, first before the criticism. I think actually in summary uh, judgment in my favor, I would ask that Cassie have to say two nice things before she criticizes anything. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Well, it, let me just review what your petition was here. Your original ideal ruling was to get credit and some kind of acknowledgement for the work that you did. Yeah. I think that we've gotten you acknowledgement that you did the work in this podcast. That has happened. Yeah. But with the caveat that the work was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Cassie seems very, very intent on making sure that you do get credit for the work and also blame. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, fi <laughs> I'm fine with. Um, I can, I can take it. Um, but now you're revising your petition to a much bigger ask. This is like a community service type punishment. Which is, excuse me, order in my court. <laughs> which is to say, I want to hear two nice things before I hear criticism. Is that correct? Yes. This is obviously a bigger issue then. Do you feel that you are not praised and merely criticized? It 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 can happen. You're, re you're reading the room. You're reading the room pretty pretty succinctly, I'd say. Um, yeah. All right. When when you say praise to critique, you're asking for two to one. Two to one. Praise to critique. Yeah. Right. Let me ask you a question. Are you ever praised? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what is the current ratio of praise to critique? You want two to one. Yeah. Like whatever it is, you do. You take a picture. Uh, you make a sandwich. Yeah. You walk the dog. I don't know. What kind of things do you get criticized for? Uh, well, you mentioned walking the dog. Lot, not walking the dog is something that I don't get criticized for. But that's... It's going to be hard to come up with praise for yeah. not walking the dog. Yeah, that's fair. Well, geez. This is a little tough on the spot to think All of. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going to give you a few moments to prepare okay. your case. I understand that you're changing your request in mid-court. What I would this say is... very out of order. This is very... I don't want you to jump in. Okay. I want you to take some time to think about it. Okay. When you say you want two praise to criticism, I need to hear what are some of the things you get critiqued for? Some of the stings that you would like to sting less now while um, you're thinking about it, Kat, yeah. while you're thinking okay. about it. Let me give you a little critique. You talk too quick. <laughs> Think. <laughs> Think, then talk. Oh, t edit that out. That was too mean. I apologize. No, no that's right. Sorry. It was true. That's okay. Oh, all right. Leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> Cassie, when your husband Eman says, I would like to be praised a little bit more than I am criticized, how does that make you feel? 
Well, I mean, I, I, he has a point, but I think he's conflating uh, criticism with just an, an <laughs> overall negativity that maybe I might have um, and mm-hmm. that I'm being more cognizant of. Like yesterday, he came in to go to bed and I had been looking through my phone and the first thing I said to him was not like, I love you, hon. It was... <laughs> Did you know that 31 people died in a stampede in Nigeria today? And um, then I like caught myself and realized what an awful thing to say to someone who's about to go to bed. Um, So, um, (laughs) well, but on the other hand, I mean, both things are true and both things deserve your attention. Well, I think I think the reason is that it it had become this cumulative thing where um, so we have we have three dogs. And one of them is 17 and incontinent. I thought you just had one dog with three heads. <laughs> it feels that way. That's the misconception. It does. Um, right. But yeah, so one of them is, is 17 and she's incontinent. And so she'll just, she's too old to kind of walk. Um, and so a lot of cleaning has to happen around the house. And so uh, there was a while where the mop itself was like, starting to just add stink to the floor. <laughs> and I'm home most of the time. Cassie leaves, like completely purifies her nostrils and then comes home and then is just hit with that, with the funk. And it's it's something that like, I'm usually home doing stuff. And so until she points it out, I'm like, I didn't even notice. But it was like this thing where the first thing I'd hear from her when she gets home is it really smells in here. So it was before hello, before how was how my day was or whatever. And so I think it's this cumulative effect of like... This is what you worked on when, when I was talking to Cassie? This is what you came up with? <laughs> no, this is kind of on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what do I... I got to think of something that I'm unfairly criticized for. Oh, being really disgusting. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, failing to clean up the dog urine. I should say there's a distance between where I usually am and... Cassie made the case for you so much better. Cassie's out here going like, I may exude some negativity unconsciously that may be a burden to my husband. I maybe should have to keep an eye on it. And you're like, sometimes she says uh, it stinks in here when I failed to clean up the dog urine. It's not that I failed to clean the dog urine. It's the- uh, What I, was the problem again? I failed. Well, okay. I, I'll admit that sometimes I fail to notice there's dog urine. You're both in the house, right? You're both live. You're both living up there. Yeah, yeah. But Cassie's the one that actually gets to gets to leave the house. I'm the stay at home parent. Uh, may I ask you a question about the photos, Cassie? Sure. I am someone who hates every photo of me. I cannot stand to look at a photograph of me um, because my vision of myself is very different from like I don't like seeing how the world sees me. <laughs> I have a different idea of what I look like. And there's nothing wrong with that dude in the in the photos. People seem to like him fine, but I hate him. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just hate that guy. Hate him. Don't like to see him. Feel gross when he shows up. It's the worst. That's why I covered my head with bandages and wear sunglasses all the time. It's not just because I'm invisible. It's because unfortunately I am visible. Do, would you say that you have a relationship with photos of yourself that is similar to that or dissimilar to that? Um. Well, I... I think of if if I'm going to do a, a photo shoot thing where I'm doing something stupid and involving E-Man, it's more of like an art project than uh, anything. So I'm, I'm kind of uh, like looking for a, a certain thing. And if I'm asking anyone to help me, it's like 
because I can't do it myself. Um, so I uh, uh, do like taking pictures that are uh, like fun or stupid um, to to document whatever fun or stupid thing that I'm, I'm happen to be doing. Your at projects, the time. yeah, your projects, yes. All right, what's this? What's the social media account? I need to take a look at this real quick. I dropped a link in the chat. Okay, Cassie, I'm looking at your I'm looking at your social media now. Your Instagram, incredible, the most <laughs> beautiful woman in Puppet Land is your bio. <laughs> this is truly Hipsburg, upstate New York. I love it. Who's taking the photos in here? You're taking photos of really weird paperbacks that you found. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's awesome. Are these some of the things that you find and resell. Uh, yeah, I, I make notebooks out of, uh, like vintage, um, romance novels and kids books that I think are funny. Yeah. So you're doing your art projects and so forth. Good for you. This is, uh, what I collect. Right. We're on two totally opposite ends of existence. One in which I'm like this really, I'm very interested in like emergent technology and how these things work. And Cassie is very much like on preserving the things of the past that um, have found their way to places that she thinks they should find. Junk and stuff. Yeah. I wanted to add that the the, the car, um, because of Cassie's like gift, really, I would say is is like making sure things get to where they should be. And mm. the car ended up in the hands of uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Cassie, but Milton Hershey's car collecting nephew uh, who purchased it from us. Milton Hershey of the Hershey chocolate family? That's yes. Right. So uh, it went to Little Hersh, the, nef- the nephew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was selling it, I put it on Craigslist and he was in Ohio and happened to be like, you know, looking at larger areas to find this car. So he had had a crush on a coworker in the seventies and she drove a yellow gremlin. And uh, so we happened to be going to Hershey park in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So we, Glenn Hershey drove (laughs) halfway and met us in Hershey to do the car exchange. And he was just, an incredible weirdo and uh so it went to the right person yeah (laughs) the incredible weirdo that's so great and that's such a nice thing for you to say e-man about your wife who clearly loves you but spent the past hour kind of pooping on you (laughs) or at least incontinent dog urinating on you perhaps (laughs) i think i've heard everything i need to in order to make my verdict i'll be back in a moment and render my decision please rise as judge john hodgman exits the courtroom Eman, how do you feel about your chances in the case? I'm feeling pretty good about it. I, uh, you know, you know, Judge Hosman has a history of a, being a reasonable and fair judge, so <laughs> I think, um, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's gonna go well. Cassie, how do you feel about your chances in the case? Uh, I well, I was riding high and feeling pretty confident, but now I'm not not so sure. Um, so. Uh, Really, I, I just have to to put my faith in the justice system here and hope that things shake out in my favor. And we could all just put this matter behind us. We'll see what Judge Hodgman has to say about this when we come back in just a moment. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. 
It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. We're taking a quick break. We're reminding everyone in the Northeast, and I've expanded this. Previously, I had said the tri-state area. Then I expanded that, I think, to the quad state area. I don't know what these states are. I'm going to be frank with you. Sure. I want everybody to know that we are going to be performing at Lincoln Center in New York City in a beautiful outdoor amphitheater. The show is free. And if you live within hailing distance of New York City, I expect you to be there and I expect you to bring somebody because it is going to be a blast. We're going to bring Gene Gray. Uh, I'm going to bring my ukulele and sing one light song and one heavier song. I'm going to sing an acapella song of my own choosing. We love it. And, you know, look, if you're within hailing distance of New York City, you, you, you ought to get there. There's lots of public transportation. They all go to the crossroads of the world, Lincoln Center, Damrosh Park, Amphitheater, Outdoors, Outstanding, June 29th, absolutely free, absolutely outdoors. There's no reason you can't be there. But listen, if you're within hailing distance, please don't hail on us. Do you know what I mean? No hail, no rain, no lightning, no uh, no, no sleet. And if we do have that kind of weather, we'll follow guidance. But do you know what's going to happen? It's going to be a beautiful night. I'm calling it Jesse Thorne. It's going to be a beautiful, clear June night. It's going to be a beautiful night. Prince taught us that. That's right. June 29th, Lincoln Center. Just go to bit.ly slash J-J-H-O Lincoln. That's all one word, all capital letters. J-J-H-O L-I-N-C-O-L-N or... Use your preferred search engine and put in terms such as Judge John Hodgman Lincoln Center. Be there or be as square as those quad states. What else have you got going on, John? Dicktown's on Hulu. Watch Dicktown. It's so great. It's so funny. David Reese is so funny. Hodgman's so funny. funny. Thank you. Lots of great guest stars on the show. You know who's so funny on that show? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Amy Sedaris. Gene Gray. Mike Mitchell of of, of those Doughboys. Watch Dicktown. Don't don't be a chump. And guess what, John? It's dads and grad season. Yeah. So if you've got a dad or a grad, go to putthisonshop.com and get something special for them. It's a perfect time to go to putthisonshop.com because look, it's as you say, dads and grad season. It's dad's day coming up. It's grad's day coming up. And if you don't got a grad or a dad in your life, there's probably someone you'd like to get a, a little a little prezi for. Putthisonshop.com is a place I go 
when I have someone I need to get a little prezzy for and I'm, and I don't have any ideas and all of a sudden I've got 10 ideas, 10 great ideas. Use the code vintage justice for free shipping on almost everything in the store. We'll be back in just a second on the judge John Hodgman podcast. Please rise as judge John Hodgman reenters the courtroom and presents his verdict. I'm going deep into your feed here, Cassie. I'm a follower now, and I am really feeling this. As a child, you're you're both younger than me, but as a child of the 90s, where all you needed to do to be funny was to make some reference to some Caucasian junk culture and then just walk away. Whoa, you are speaking my language here. In particular, I'm really into this book you found by Betsy Haynes called The Great Dad Disaster. That is great. Oh, yes. (laughs) What happens when you mix dads with dating? Two best friends are about to find out the great dad disaster. And there are four dads in the cover of this book. Two best friends, four dads. I like the way this is going. I want to read that book. (laughs) What a mix up. (laughs) You did come in hot to this courtroom. I heard you through the thin walls of my chamber. I heard you saying, I thought I was going to win. And you definitely came in with a winning attitude both in the sense of you're nice and fun to be around, but also in the sense that you thought you were going to crush and destroy your husband. And you tried to get the party started. You tried to get the stomp on E-Man party started hard. (laughs) Talking about how he can't even crop right. (laughs) Mean. I came into this courtroom saying, E-Man, you do not have a case. You do not have a case. You do not deserve to be paid. You're not a professional photo editor. I don't care where you went to grad school. You're not charging money for this. There was no contract that was, you know, this is, she she chose the one that she liked a little bit better. But then Cassie comes in and says, I chose the one that I liked a little bit better because what he did was bad. It was mean. It's mean, Cassie. But does that speak to the merits of this case? No, sorry. You don't get, you get nothing. You man, I apologize. (laughs) Yes! Well, I mean, you wanted me to rule that you can never talk about this again, correct, Cassie? That was what you wanted me to rule. Yeah, that would be great. Right. E-Man, you don't deserve damages because your work was not used. That was not part of the contract. This was a work made for hire, as we say. And you're not getting credit, while very, very mean, is also justified. Same thing, work made for hire. You were asked to contribute to an art project originated by Cassie. Now, if I were someone who was doing work for hire, if I were a Jack Kirby and I was co-creating the Fantastic Four and not getting credit from Stan Lee, you bet I would leave. You bet I would leave that company and go make Darkseid for DC and get some more money until, until they took all your credit too. And then you go back and work for Marvel again. It's a sad story. What sad are we story. suggesting here, John? <laughs> Saying you're Stan Lee and... Uh, And E-Man is Jack Kirby. I'm saying that if you are hired to do a job, as is the case in this case, you are asked to shoot this photo shoot for an art project that Cassie had created and was going to put on her socials. And you don't like the way you're treated by the person who hired you, don't work for them again. Don't work for them again. I mean, I'm sorry. There's no, there's no back pay for a work made for hire. That's rough. You're burned. Don't put your hand on that stove again. Cassie, has an art project, you know, you have your video games that you're making, which are just as valid and just as important. And I see no reason why you should be tricked into taking a photograph that you agree to do out of love and then are repaid only with disdain and cruelty. (laughs) 
ever again. The tide has really turned in this case. <laughs> well, you won, you won the case, Cassie. You won the case. But, but at I do, what cost? <laughs> zero. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You win. You win. I'm just saying that when it comes to these art projects, this is your world. Isn't that right, E-Man? I can't argue with that. This social media uh, account on a popular social media website, photograph photography website, this is definitely an expression of Cassie. Well, I'm going to say this is definitely an expression of at Cassie J. Snyder. <laughs> right? Because this social media account is Cassie's thing. See, Cassie, you tried to spin it away that was a little confusing to me. You said, all I wanted was a nice photograph of myself. My husband is too terrible to even do that. And I'm like, oh, this is this is a deep thing. This is this is hard, you know, because this person doesn't feel that that they're represented in photo. I feel sympathy there. It's like I'm I'm still looking for a good photograph of myself. And I'm and I thought it was a case of, you know, finding a loved one who you know loves and adores you to and trusting that person to take a photo that you're going to love and being sensitive to all of that. But then you erased all that by saying like, no, no, it was just my art project. I wanted him to take a photo of it and he did a bad job. <laughs> I was like, do you feel that you were misrepresented in photos? Like not when I take a picture of myself, why can't my husband do better? Like I get it. It's fine. You deserve to have great photos of yourself. You deserve to have great photos of yourself that you enjoy, that you love. You deserve to have great photos of yourself that you can use for your art projects. And clearly, despite his graduate degree, uh, E-Man can't do it the way you would like it to be done. You shouldn't hire him again. He shouldn't work for you and you shouldn't hire him. You're not employers of each other. <laughs> You're life partners. You're life partners. You need to find someone who's going to take photos of you that you can... And, and this, is not, this is not just to lecture. I just mean to say... You deserve if you if you need photos of yourself for your for your feeds and stuff. You need someone that you can that you can work with and bounce ideas off of and have fun with and like the outcome. If you don't like the outcome of what he's doing, then that's fine. That's fine. He's not your employee. He's your life partner. Give him some extra time to clean up that dog urine. You know what I mean? Because the truth the truth is that uh, you've seen from early in dating and right up until your birthday, from the gremlin photos to the fake baby photo. You're not satisfied with the work he's putting in. That's okay. Have someone else take the photos. I like those photos. I think they're cool. I think you did a good job, E-Man. Although you do need a little work for focus. I'm glad that you're focusing on video games now. <laughs> Jesse's right. I was a little out of focus. A little nervous. But maybe it's nervous because it's a subject, a matter that, uh, you know, the subject matter is someone that you love and, and maybe scares you a little. <laughs> this incredible person. I've definitely had uh, my constitution has been much higher since since the start of this relationship. It's been yeah strengthened. Cassie's wonderful, it's, but you know uh, uh, maybe you're a little intimidated. <laughs> if I don't get this Kremlin picture right, I'm never going to see this person again. <laughs> well, you know I mean? at the time of the the baby photo, also we weren't married yet. We got married oh, okay. like uh, shortly after. A couple so you're relatively after. you're relative newlyweds. A year, we're coming up on a year. Uh, yeah, two months. Oh, so this is still new. You're 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 still into it. You're still figuring out where the boundaries are in this marriage. When to engage with each other. When when to leave each other alone. What stuff is yours? What stuff? I mean, because the truth is, you know, yeah, the only thing you share in marriage is finances, pretty much legally. Even if you keep separate finances legally, probably if you were to break up someday, a, a judge would say, nope, they're all shared. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah. That's really the only thing you share. I mean, uh, other than one hopes happy time together. And one also hopes the largest bed that you can afford. Because the truth is, you know, you don't shed your uh, individual identity or your autonomy when you are married. You don't become the other person's employee, right? Um, and you don't hold back the other person from the the thing that they want to do. And there are certain things that you just can't do together that you might enjoy. And one of them is uh, working together on art projects of, of this kind, on a Cassie art project, you know? It's best to avoid that in the future. Cassie, I thought it was very thoughtful and, and sensitive of you when I said, well, how does it make you feel when Eman says that he feels more critiqued than, than praised for you to say, well, you know, I'm kind of worried that I might be shedding off more negativity than positivity sometime just sort of, and that happens, you know, there's a lot of negativity that we are taking in all the time and we need to get it out of our systems. We need to rant and complain and, and say things to our partners and so forth. But it's very, it's very thoughtful of you to be mindful of how much of that burden you put on the person that you love who's just trying to go to bed and isn't asking for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's also a very valuable thing. I think you both are doing everything right, but I do think it is time to let this one go. I mean, it's time to let this one go, Eman. I'm sorry that you felt cheated. I appreciate why you felt cheated. People who have done work for hire art in the past have always been cheated. That's part of doing work for hire. In future, don't agree to take a photo unless you are guaranteed credit and a share of proceeds. Just because you're married doesn't mean that you deserve to be exploited creatively. And Cassie, find a, you know, if you want a really good photo of yourself, hire somebody. Hire someone who finished their degree in photography. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure that there are tons of other artistic types up there in Pittsburgh, New York, who you could be collabing with. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you either get work that you like a little bit better or you'd be less inclined to poop on their work on a podcast because you need to maintain a professional relationship with that person. <laughs> in any case, uh, I find in Cassie's favor, uh, no damages to E-Man, but E-Man, you and I shall always know you took this photo and you can see it on the Judge John Hodgman page at Instagram and we'll link to your Instagram. It's pretty cool. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Cassie, how do you feel? Uh, I feel all right. There's a lot to reflect on. Um, so uh, hopefully hopefully this can be the um, start of a just a new beginning. Um, and we could leave all this this uh, um, photography business in the in the past. E-Man, how do you feel? Uh, a little bit blindsided. I was definitely thinking that things were going to end up differently towards the end there. But despite all that, I... I I still think uh, there's there's some takeaways in in the verdict, and uh, I think good things can come of of this experience for sure. Eman Cassie, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Another Judge John Hodgman case in the books. In a moment, we'll have swift justice. First, our thanks to Twitter user at Robbed seventy seven. 
ROBT77 for naming this week's episode Snap Judgment. Uh, you too can name a future episode of Judge John Hodgman. Follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. While you're there, hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets, hashtag JJHO. That's where the conversation happens there on Twitter. And you can chat about this episode also on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Evidence and photos from the show are posted on our Instagram account. That's Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. I really recommend checking out this AMC Gremlin. It is premium. What a slick Gremlin. Yeah. Okay. Our producer is Jennifer Marmer. Our editor is Valerie Moffat. Now Swift Justice, where we answer small disputes with quick judgment. Joel says, my wife doesn't want to go ice fishing. She worries we will end up adrift on an ice floe. I'm not really into ice fishing, but I want us to try it. She regularly sends me news stories about people who end up adrift on ice floes. I don't think she knows what ice fishing is, and I don't think those news stories exist. If there's some version of ice fishing where people go out on the ocean. She may be thinking of polar bears. I think she's thinking of polar bears jumping from ice flow to ice flow and then getting yeah that's not how human ice fishing oh maybe joel's a polar bear oh uh if you have a case for judge john hodgman send it to us no case is too big or too small that's maximumfun.org slash jjho to do it there's a nice little form there you can send it to us send us all your little details maximumfun.org slash jjho and we'll talk to you next time on the judge john hodgman podcast MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.